it's good to be here. I am very thankful for the privilege to know you guys and to be able to be one with you. I'm always um, glad for any opportunity to come down and be a part of uh, the service here, to get to hang with you, to see you, to tell you I love you. So let me do that. Let us scale the room here uh, and tell all of you eyeball to eyeball uh, that you mean something to me. You're not just um, a member of this place. You're loved by other places. And um, uh, certainly I'm very grateful for it. I'm, I'm getting texted. I shouldn't have even brought this up here. I would tell you not to look at your phone. I, I brought it up here. I'm noticing I got about something that happened at our church today. And um, kind of crazy. Uh, but all that said, how about that right there? All right. So uh, here we are. We're glad. And certainly on behalf of our one in North Carolina, Hope. And, and, uh, and I hope you get to meet uh, Pastor David one day. And certainly uh, the rest of our peeps in Douglasville. Uh, we do, uh, they do send their regard, and I uh, hopefully will represent that regard, uh, but know that I'm just thankful for what God's doing with you. I stay intrigued. I stay praying, and again, any chance to be with you, I'd be glad. I'd be glad sitting right there to listen to Robert or uh, to Frank preach, uh, but uh, hey, y'all are getting stuck with me today, so let's do the best we can. Now, we're going to use a lot of Bibles. Is that okay with everybody? Yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, we have a lot of it on the screen, uh, but he, he, let, let me just show you this. So everywhere I have a sticky note in my Bible is where I'm going to ask you to turn. So uh, if you're using your phone Bible today, best of luck to you. Uh, so uh, if you're going to try to swipe, I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to be against those or anything. I'm just saying sometimes those are very hard to do and take notes in. I do like these tangible Bibles. Uh, but at the same time, I will be asking you to turn there. So I hope that you'll do that. I get it. You know, rule of thumb is we can get people to turn about two or three times, and that's about it. Uh, but uh, sometimes you just can't do it. I try to select things. I, I just I really want you to see maybe the preceding passes prior to that, etc. Some do it better than me, I'm sure, but that's what I've done. So I would encourage you to do that. There still will be a lot of verses on the screen. That doesn't mean it's going to be a longer message. Uh, it just means that uh, we're going to be looking in a lot of places. Is that okay with everybody? Uh, thrilled about that, glad about that. So anyway, I love you. Let's hop into uh, the Word and let's get something together. Now we'll be going from Psalm 34. Uh, you are familiar, if you have your hand out right there, I say if you're familiar, if you've heard me preach the last two times down here. Uh, the theme of our One Baptist in Douglasville uh, was that little, um, do we have it up on the screen? I, you guys do the thing different because you have to put it on YouTube, I know. But uh, it's, oh, magnify the Lord with me. That comes from Psalm 34, uh, right there, Psalm 34. Yes, in the right-hand corner, but Psalm 34, verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Uh, the very first time that I preached down here uh, this year, I preached from just that first part of Psalm 34 all the way up to the colon. Uh, the last time I was here was our anniversary Sunday, and I actually preached, there's the four messages in this series, I actually preached the fourth message uh, in the series, and so uh, I'm sure you just kept those notes and you're going to put these with them because it was just absolutely life-changing, I'm sure. Uh, but nonetheless, they do, um, they do catalog the messages, so if you've not heard those other ones, then certainly I'd encourage you to do that. You're hearing this one today and not by accident, so let the Lord minister to you and put that 
in your heart. I did preach them obviously succinctly uh, at 1Dville, but at the same time, it has just been uh, such a um, uh, uh, fuel for our tank, if you will. It's something we can constantly go back and hold each other accountable with. Uh, and the Lord has used it certainly in my life and continues to do so. Uh, it's not like I've preached it everywhere. Uh, this is only the second time I've preached this particular message. I have preached some of this series up at Hope in North Carolina as well. But this is my second time preaching this particular message. So I don't want you to feel like this is some kind of little coffee stirrer stick. You know, we always have those, they call them sugar stick messages. Some pastors do, you know, where they can always. It's funny. I've had people say before, you know, man, I, I, I heard old sudden, you know, and he hardly even looked at his notes. And I'm like, yeah, because he's preached that message 137 times over the last uh, 238 days. And he knows it by heart. There are some that I do know that, that when the God gives it to you, you just feel like uh, that God has given it to you more for more than just uh, your audience. As I go out and preach uh, all over the country, etc., then I realize sometimes there's a message. I'm like, man, God wants people to hear that. Uh, when I come here, I don't necessarily take that approach, although I have preached the first message in this series in a lot of places, if we could just get people to bless the Lord at all times, right? Uh, but here, man, hey, look, uh, I'm not your pastor, but I am a pastor of one. And I look at you not as a people where I have just came through to see and, and do a little evangelistic whatever or Bible conference message, etc., and hit the road. I do bring a pastor's heart to this place because I care about you pastorally. Uh, so uh, if it has a shepherd feel today, then, um, <laughs> and everything that means, if it has a shepherd feel today, just know I'm not going to blush about some of the things that we may need to talk about. Is that okay with everybody? Uh, including you online, we're glad that you're watching uh, as well. So, Here's where we've been. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. If you have your hand out right there, you'll note John chapter 4 is how we set everything up. I'm not going to revisit that. In fact, I'm going to start step way away from my Bible so that I want. But, but John 4 was when the Lord was talking to that woman at the well. Love the story uh, where he's talking to the woman at the well about, uh, well, she decides to bring, he's talking to her about her sin and who he is and what he could give her. She wants to bring up worship with him. Y'all remember that? It's kind of funny. Uh, at the same time, uh, the conversation leads and she starts trying to talk about worship and what she says is she's talking about the where or the how and he brings to her that worship is not about and we called it like this on your handout right there that it's not about the art of worship necessarily the where uh, and the how we can put emphasis on all of that and get the get the boxes checked on whoever has taught you that worship should be a certain way uh, or in a certain place and still not touch the heart of God when it comes to this thing of worship. Not bless the Lord with our lives at all times because if the only place you're worshiping is here, you're not worshiping God. Worship should be. In fact, can you imagine how it would be in here if we worshiped out there and brought that in here together corporately? Uh, and I mean, we, we walked in worshiping the Lord and that should be that these houses, when these houses of God get together with each other houses of God, what could happen corporately when the church is worshiping the Lord? So he brings her from this whole art of worship conversation and talks to her about the heart of worship, which is the next part of your handout right there, that God is not looking for just at the art and by the way there is some art of worship and what i mean some some ways that folk are doing it that i'm sure probably does stink in the nostrils of god and and in the performance christianity of this day etc but but um, nonetheless god is concerned about the heart 
Uh, he always has been. Uh, the matter, right, the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. And certainly that's always been the case. And so that's what he says to her ultimately. And he talks to her about her spirit. He said, hey, look, you know, those that worship me, worship me in spirit and in truth. And I could take off. And I said, I wasn't going to preach it. And I'm already talking more about John 4 and what I wanted to. Nonetheless, uh, he starts talking to her about this thing of worshiping in spirit and in truth. And we understand truth. Thy word is truth. Uh, Jesus was the truth. We don't separate those names. Uh, he's the capital W. He's the capital T. You know, at the same time, uh, the word is truth. Uh, and he is, uh, and we have before us the word of God. And so we have to be, if we're going to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, it does need to be biblical. And so we'll, you normally just concentrate on that truth part, right? However, understand that biblical is having the right spirit, little s and notice it's not a big s in the next sentence right there in the in the bible of john 4 uh, it has the big s there he, he, he knows he knows he knows how to use that word right but he's talking about our spirit our approach what we bring uh, to to the receiving the ways of life and interacting in life and that spirit that comes you can be doing all the stuff sing the right songs the right way even get a tear in your in your eye because it's ministering to your heart and yet you have a bitter spirit you have a covetous spirit uh, you are you're angry with your brother you're are y'all understand what I'm talking about and God says hey 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 stop that if you're gonna worship me you worship me in in what in spirit and in truth and so that's where we got to this and then asking the lord well what is an example of that it, well, we landed in john in proverbs excuse me psalms 34 and in the first message that i preached that really leads up to this so it's the a part of this verse but again if you'll remember how many of y'all were here for that y'all remember the very first time i preached this year here where where the psalmist said i will and i talked about that whole declaration he was declaring a thing and yet he was determined about this thing you got to hear that he goes i will if nobody else will i will bless the lord at all times uh, and it really was his spirit it was his approach to this uh, he probably has saw a lot who were not he probably saw a lot of himself that had not but he was saying hey if nobody else does i will bless the lord we talked about in that message there breaking down those words i will what it was to bless the lord and the fact that we're blessing the lord because listen everything you do uh, in the name of Christianity will not always bless other people I mean you know that to be true Jesus was the example of that it won't always bless other people but other people and me blessing them cannot be my focus or my regard I have to decide that as far as me and my house that we are going to bless the Lord and what I have found that if my focus is blessing the Lord then my life will bless other people too who is also wanting to bless the Lord as well Y'all agree with that? Say amen. So <laughs> we, we saw that. Blessing the Lord. And again, what he meant by when he talked about this at all times. Now, Psalm 34. There's your review. The people in Deville would not believe that I finished it that fast. They, they noticed uh, after the colon, it says this. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. So we, we looked at that first part of there, and we're looking at blessing the Lord. And now... We're praising the Lord. So blessing the Lord with our life. Now we're praising the Lord with our mouth. And of course, I won't visit the message that we talked about on anniversary Sunday, uh, as, um, as you may remember that as well. But again, they have it available to you if you'd like to, to listen to that in some regard. Now, let's look at that again, the simplicity of it. His praise, the Lord, who, who's I've set my life to bless, His praise 
shall continually be in my mouth. There's a colon before that part begins, which means, again, I'm building off of that. If I'm going to bless the Lord at all times, then I won't bless him at all times lest something is happening with my mouth that is bringing him praise. Are, are y'all tracking with me right there? All right, so, so, so understand they're coupled together. Two distinct thoughts, two distinct uh, focuses, but at the same time, if we don't get this right, then we can't just say we're doing the first part. And it'll never lead to that part that I preached on anniversary on anniversary Sunday. So, again, his praise, if you're filling in your blank right there. Pardon me, y'all. <coughs> I was at a ball game yesterday and people were screaming. His praise. His praise. Uh, again, so it, it's worthy of noting that it is his praise. It's praise to him. It's praise unto him. It's praise for him. Uh, again, uh, it, it's not, it, it, we could stop on what our desires may. Ultimately, what my goal is, is that my mouth would bring him praise. His praise shall continually come out of my mouth. It doesn't mean that I don't give thanks uh, for another. Uh, it, it doesn't mean that I'm not appreciative or I'm, I, I give encouragement to someone else. Let's, let's, and and I wanna, I'll say this several times today, but I want to make sure that, that, I, that I say it now because I'm provoked to say it right now. Uh, listen, let, let's, not get, let's not get all legalistic about this thing today. Let, let, let's don't all of a sudden think that we can't compliment somebody because we're giving them praise. Because I, I got all kind of Bible verses that talks about how we should edify one another. We should lift them up. It's part of loving one another. So let's, let's don't get to that. Please, please don't let, uh, uh, in the trail of me heading out of here, please don't let it be where all of a sudden instead that you're using this, say, oh, 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 that's not blessing the Lord. And, and, you're, and you're judging each other based off of this. Now, nothing wrong with holding each other as a body of Christ to accountable to somebody where the pattern of their speech is something that certainly is not blessing the Lord. And not only is it not blessing the Lord, it's not blessing you, and it would probably hurt the church and cause division. There is a reason to, in the right way, hold a brother or sister accountable, pull them to the side, try to pour into their life. All of discipleship is not sitting across from materials. Sometimes discipleship is just that conversation to say, hey, man, you're missing it right here. Are we okay with all that? So let's don't get, let, let's, don't, let's don't use this to empower the flesh to do something different. Remember, what our goal is, is for this to examine us, but yet anything that examines us, we can't help that it uh, allows us to, to see or look in other places and maybe learn from other people's lives, but do know his praise. So again, I can be, uh, uh, it's Pastor Appreciation Month. This morning, I did a post in regards to your pastor. Uh, I, I, you know, let another man, by the way, the Bible says, let another man praise thee. What, what do we do with that? It's okay for us to say, hey man, praise God for what the Lord has done with Pastor Frank and who he is and what he means to me, right? But we're praising the Lord in the thanksgiving of the person. So ultimately, again, not trying to get too narrow with that, just be careful with that. But do note, he says, his praise, look at the word, you're filling in the next little arrow there, shall, shall. Now, again, I want you to see the passion behind that. Just as he was saying, I will. Please hear it like that. His praise, who's the Lord's, shall continually 
be in my mouth. Please hear the steadfastness behind that. The, again, the determination of that declaration of which he was declaring. Certainly we have it preserved in the word. I don't know if there was people in the room hearing him or, or watching what he wrote. But the reality is, is dude is declaring it with his life so that other people would hold him accountable and could hold him accountable. But ultimately, he's saying this to the Lord. This is a psalm that he's singing. Talk about a life song certainly he is doing just that his praise shall what did he say look, look at your bible what was it saying continually be in my mouth so it is a declaration if you're feeling in that last little check mark right there underneath the arrow a declaration and here's your bullet he's declaring that using his mouth to praise the lord was something he had purposed in his heart to do. And I want to bring that up again. Daniel uh, 1 and verse 8 where, where Daniel had ahead of time thought about a thing. And he says, hey, look, I, I, I purposed. And, and so when he, when he faced that thing, he didn't have to all of a sudden get caught up in the flesh of what he would do or, or, or have to ration out some kind of reasoning or the devil attacking his mind. No, he had already said, if I ever get in this situation, this is what I'm going to do, right? I mean, nothing wrong with a declaration I mean, and, and a determination. Not, not, hey, by the grace of God, if this ever happens, here's how I'm going to act. Here's how I'm going to react. We would do good to think about those situations before they come so that we would be applying scripture to it wouldn't that be a good spending of our time that'd be a good spending of our one link groups to spend the time to just talk i mean just, i mean literally to put it out there hey here let's have an open forum in one link tonight let's talk about some things we face sometimes how should we react there's some discipleship right how should we react here what are ways we don't react uh, properly and we would be able to hear those things and so he is in that same Daniel 1 8 purposing in his heart he is purposing his heart he's declaring hey look as for me and my mouth <laughs> I'm gonna praise the Lord are y'all tracking with me right there all right so that's what you have going on here uh, in the passage notice at the back of your next page there continually continually it's a pattern it's a pattern a proven pattern uh, if you will again check it out he says his praise shall continually be in my mouth and again that word shall he's declaring it in that regard but we think about this thing continually and again now here, here i want to make sure i say this because the devil will try to move the message away from you in any way certainly he can distract you out here but he can just cause you to to focus on certain things and take off in different directions that doesn't need to be taken off on again when i say legalistically y'all know what i mean by that by the way i mean to the point where where it's just it's just a law to you and you're missing the spirit behind the reason that you're doing it uh, in any regard uh, but uh, i.e when you hear that if you discount it to be you're going well, continually out of my mouth i mean so i mean if i order off of a menu is that praising the lord i mean i don't am i out my mouth you know or hey honey i'm gonna go to the bathroom i mean did i say that spiritually i mean what is the focus of me going in i mean i mean I, you know what i'm talking about i mean you know like can can you cheer for a ball game you know i mean there is probably a way to do that but that's not praise and the other but the point is i mean can't so so, so let's don't get stupid it, can i say stupid because i just said stupid but but can let's don't let's don't do that okay here let's use the biblical word let's not get ignorant okay and and make that something that it's not obviously when it's talking about that word continually it is the pattern of one's life 
Uh, it is that sineth, as you would see it over in the New Testament in other ways. I have some places if you'd just like to write them down in Exodus chapter 13, 21, uh, and, uh, and in 22. Uh, again, I won't read it all in that, in that way, but, but do note the, of how it talks about there. That's, that, that's when that, uh, well, I will read it. Uh, and the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them the right way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, to go by day and night. He took, listen to me, he took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Okay, he took not away. Now, he's guiding them, right? Okay, that one way or the other, it was continually with them. Are y'all trying? He didn't take it away. Okay, so the psalmist is saying, hey, look, I'm going to take that same regard. I'm going to, I mean, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Everything I say may not praise him, but I don't want to say anything that's going to take away praise from him. Does that compare in Scripture with Scripture help you a little bit right there? Ezekiel, uh, Ezekiel uh, 39 and verse 14, uh, it's talking about, again, you don't, please don't take the time, you don't have to turn there, but it's, take, it's talking about the workers, uh, it's a prophetical passage, and, uh, but I'll read it to you. And they shall sever out men of continual employment, continual employment, passing through the land to bury the passengers, those that remain upon the face of the earth to cleanse it, after the end of seven months shall they search. Pastor Frank can preach to you about that. I'm sure many of you may even know where it's at when we're talking about Ezekiel 39. But we're given this for comparing Scripture with Scripture's sake. Understand that word continual right there is in there. And it's a continual employment. They are, they are obviously, they're just going about and they're continually burying people. They're, that's just the pattern of what they're doing. Are, are we okay with that? All right, so, so now we got an understanding of what we're talking about and make sure we don't take it places where we can't. We're scared to say anything that's not, you know, uh, hey, would you like a drink of water? I don't know. I mean, did that praise the Lord? I mean, are you offering me that in Jesus' name? I mean, y'all I mean, y'all see? Okay, so let's be careful, all right, about all of that. So let me, let me ask you. So we're, so we're looking at this. We're trying to get at this, and I have a, an illustration. And I have it right there practically, and then I have a place biblically, but there'd be a, I think there's a place where really uh, the two go hand in hand, hand. But do see it. He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall, what's the word right after that? Say it with me out loud. Continually be in my mouth. He had already decided it. He had already determined it in his mind. He had already resolved it in, uh, in his heart uh, that the words that proceedeth out of his mouth would, by God's grace, by God's power, it's not a fleshly thing. Uh, listen, the, the very reality, if you desire to do this, if you desire to, to worship the Lord like this, if you desire to magnify the Lord by, by praising Him continually with your mouth, it should drive you to prayer. It, sh it should drive you to self-examination. It should drive, Lord, I, there, Lord, there's just no way that I, uh, Spirit of God, I, I pray that you would just bring to my remembrance today when there is a moment that what I am doing, what comes out of my mouth does not praise you, does not please you, is contrary to the Scripture, convict me, Spirit of God. Remind me so that I don't repeat that again. Are y'all understand? This should make us more dependent upon the Spirit, not uh, more dependent upon the flesh, that I'm going to praise the Lord with my mouth, right? So, so please have that approach. That was the psalmist's approach, that everything came out of his mouth would lift the Lord, the, would lift the Lord would lift the Lord up. I, 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 now, here's this, this illustration. What if, what if the Lord was able to download to us a file uh, 
And what the file was, was the accumulation uh, of, of praise that came out of our mouth just over the last week of our life. I'm going to pause for effect just because sometimes you can hear that and you're going, okay, well, you know what? Okay, no, 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 your life. What if the Lord, okay, good news is he's not going to do that, <laughs> right? But there is an account being monitored that I think we'll face at the judgment seat of Christ. So, so do know, uh, I think the, the scripture even talks about how we're going to have to give an account for every word, <laughs> right? So, 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 but, but for illustration's sake, let's just say, in fact, you're filling in your blank right there, what would be the accumulative Spell it like you'd like. We're not grading your paper. What would be the accumulative praise that came out of your mouth over the last 168 hours? I could ask myself the same, obviously. Over the last week. Again, the good news, the file is, didn't include everything that got said over the last 168 hours. Notice the question that I asked. Only the things that the Lord in his mind looked at and heard and considered praise to him. Are, are y'all tracking with me about the illustration, okay? Okay, so, so you're not going to get, the download is not going to include all the things that wasn't. You're just asking the Lord, Lord, can you, can you download the things that were? And so, so what he's going to send, you got 168 hours, okay? So, so out of that 168 hours, in fact, let's, let's, let's be fair, okay? So let's presume <laughs> that everybody slept eight hours a day, which with me would be quite the presumption. But let's presume, let, let's, let's go there, because and, 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 some get more than that, but, but let's presume that, that everybody slept eight hours a day, so that's, that, that's 56 hours, so we subtract that from 168, and we get what? What do, what do we get? We get, a, we get 112, right? All right, so we got 112 hours, so let's, let's help ourselves a little bit. So 112 hours then, so, so out of the 112, Waking hours, okay, and again, that's being gracious because most have more than that, but out of the 112 waking hours that I had, that you had, that we had this, this past week, uh, if we were, we were going to hit play and, and just listen to everything the Lord heard as praise coming out of our mouth, how long would we be listening? Is, is that a fair question? I mean, that's not too acoustic, right? I mean, is, is that a fair question? How long, how long, I mean, would it be 50 hours? Would it be, you're going, well, I, I don't know, you know, uh, Pastor, I'll, I'll, I'll text you before you get home. I'm going to do the math on that myself. I'm going to look back over my life. I probably, you know, the sad thing is, the truth is, we don't even consider whether what's coming out of our mouth is praising the Lord or not. We probably couldn't go back and accumulate anything. Uh, and I'm not even doing it for that reason for you to do it. But, but, but I'm asking, if you're here in 50 hours, would you go, oh, man, I don't know about that. I mean, you got 120. Well, 120, okay, in light of his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Is 50 out of 112, it, does that seem unreasonable? Are, are y'all with me right there? See, see, what we do, we start hearing it, and we start going, oh, well, that's not. Okay, I'll, I'll give you a lot of that time that you're waking. You're maybe not even talking. I mean, maybe you're doing work or you're doing whatever else. And, and uh, uh, okay, How about five hours? Let's roll there. I mean, I mean, is that more like it? 50 minutes out of 168 hours, 112 of waking? 
Would, would that be your tape that you're listening to? Your tape. Would that be your digital file? <laughs> For real. You know, why are you being silly? I'm, I'm not trying to. I'm trying to give us some kind of illustration to kind of grab that. What is that? What is it? What would we be satisfied with? Because it really don't even matter what we'd be satisfied with, but what, what does the Lord know is true? I, I, but, okay, would we, we, we need to scale it down to 15 minutes? If, if, if I'm talking about that which the Lord says, that's some praise right there coming out of, out of that boy's mouth, that girl's mouth. What would it be? And if we don't care what it would be, then let's just shut the Bible, stop talking about the kind we have, and, and not worry about it. Because the Bible's right here telling us that there's some praise that should continually come out of our mouth. I think about the bonus of him. Singing a song to the Lord? <laughs> You've probably been putting yourself on the line here. Praise God continually come out of I mean, wow, man. And, and, and the good news is you wouldn't have to negotiate with God what continually means. He would understand you've got to have some basic conversation. I mean, I don't even know what got him to this conversation. I do, but what got him to this particular conversation of where he's wanting to, where he's wanting to talk about that. But I just don't want you to discard it. And I think that's the slowing down in this particular passage and taking it piece by piece. Peace. Uh, don't, don't just hear it and, and just discard. Okay, he's, 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 he's you know, continuing. No. Okay, how about James 1.22? We brag about this, but, but how about that verse? How about James 1.22 when it says, Be ye doers of the word... And not, say it with me, hearers only. Okay, uh, now we're Bible believers here at One Baptist, right? So, so do we believe that word? Should we be a doer of that? Okay, amen would be yes, or, or I don't care if you say yes or no. I mean, please do something, right? But, but are y'all tracking with me? I mean, I mean for real, I mean, be you do, is, what, is, that, is that reserved for just a portion of the word? Or does this part of the word apply to that same thing, that we're supposed to be doers of that too? Right? Because if we don't think we do, then you know what we're doing? Lest you, lest you what? Deceive your own selves. Oh, my mouth, I do a pretty... Well, do you? 
I mean, how about, can you do better? Can you do more? I mean, I'm willing. Anybody else willing to bless the Lord just a little bit more? <laughs> Maybe praise Him with our mouth and find out we were never praising Him with our mouth like we should. Mm. Again, y'all, somewhere, somehow the Lord's praise is continually in our mouth. That, 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 that we can get to that place. Uh, I, I, and again, I'm not trying to get legalistic. Don't, don't do that. Don't, don't get to that place. But, but how about this? How much praise discontinually comes out of our mouth versus what could? Things we know the Bible says we shouldn't do. Ways we shouldn't talk. Things we should not participate in. But we do. But God, you know, he overlooks us, you know, because of our, right? Because of what? We're deceiving our own selves. So let's not hear this and not be a doer of the word. Will you turn your Bible to Revelation chapter 4? Because I know when you woke up this morning, you're saying, I hope he goes to Revelation 4. Good. Amen. <laughs> Revelation chapter 4. You, you know, one of the things that makes this so beautiful to me is that when you, you and I actually do this, down here on the earth, this magnifying the Lord with thanks, this, this blessing the Lord with our life and praising Him with our mouth. Listen, do you realize that what is actually happening, that we join in with the closest to the throne and what they're doing? Hard for me to turn here and not talk. Uh, do know that they're doing it in the presence of the Lord, by the way. Let, let's set that context there. So, so I, for me not to get strung out in Revelation chapter 4, we'll forget a lot of things I could say right here. But do notice those four beasts in verse 8. They, each of them had six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within. And they, look at what the wording says, rest not day. And they don't rest at night from Praise continually coming out of their mouth. Do, do you see that right there? What versions are you using? Obviously, I, I'm, you, you get, you're getting what I'm saying, right? Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Okay, right. So, 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 so. I mean, but I mean, look, we we join that. Obvious. Look, and they're in His presence. Those that are in His presence just can't help but to continually praise the Lord with their mouth. So what would that say about, about us, houses of God? What, what could that say? Uh, again, the Lord's praise is continually in their mouth so that they rest not day and night. You, you know what I think is cool? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, look at Isaiah 61. Let's just do it. No, Isaiah 6. Pardon me. Isaiah 6. In the year, although Isaiah 61 is some good stuff. Right, Isaiah 6. Notice, when you're looking at there, okay, Isaiah sees these four beasts these highest ranking uh, of the angel group, if you will, at the throne back in his day. Y'all know that? Y'all know that, right? Yeah, when you're doing the math on that? Back in Isaiah 6, 1 through 3, he, 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 he identifies these four beasts actually as seraphim, right? Seraphims, if you've done the math on that, again, the, the highest ranking, quote-unquote, angels at the throne, um, 
the seraphims, the cherubims, they're the ones that have wings. Let's don't get caught up on all that, especially on the day when people are going to dress up like them. But y'all get it, right? Uh, you know, but all that to say, they're, they're, they're positioned at the four corners of the throne. But, but there's a higher ranking angel, what we, we'd all call archangels. Y'all have heard them, right? So you got those. That's Michael, Gabriel, etc. They, they, they do a lot of other things. Their, their mission is a little different than... Than, than those that are at the throne. But listen, way back in Isaiah's day, listen to what he said. Li, 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 and the thing I love about this, li, li, listen to what he says right here. He says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne. Tell us about it, Zay. Uh, look, high and lifted up he was, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphim's Plural. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, say it with me out loud, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And, and, and y'all, the thing I love about that is Isaiah lived easily uh, a thousand years before the apostle John was actually caught up to this place where he wrote what he saw in Revelation 4.8. And yet when Isaiah was at the throne, you know what he heard? He heard the identical same thing that a thousand years later the apostle John heard. Are y'all tracking with me right there? Which means, if you'll do the math on that, because why? Because they, you know why that John was able to hear what Isaiah heard? Because they don't stop day or night they rest not right in declaring this thing before anybody talks you into the fact that god don't like hearing something in repetition have y'all ever heard that before those 7-eleven songs but before anybody ever tells you that do note that i don't know i would dare hey i'm i'm i am saying that would then mean that if isaiah heard what john heard and in by the way one day we're going to be a part of then that means eternity past guess what was going on around the throne the same thing you know what's going to go eternity future around the throne yeah yeah it's not you going to your little cabin that's not even a mansion to begin with and you sitting somewhere beside the river of life and you know smoking a nice stogie because somehow you found out it was okay in heaven i mean no no that's not what it's gonna you running down golden streets you know and look no 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 you know what heaven's gonna be about 12 times in 11 verses it's saying hey it's about a throne a throne a throne and the one who's on it being recognized as holy and the way that we do that here and then our life matching our speech i love it it's why the lord calls it's that king james language the conversation of our life because it's not just our mouth that speaks our life speaks and oftentimes our life speaks uh He's lying about what he said out of his mouth. <laughs> we okay with that? Understand this thing, man. The company that we partake in when we decide by God's grace, and, and we too declare with a determination that, hey, as for me and mine, we want to worship the Lord <coughs> at all 
times. Y'all, again, I could chase that man. I could go back and 4,000 years ago. I could go back to the 2,000 plus years of church history. Y'all, if we were to ever go to the throne like Isaiah and John did, you're going to hear, we would hear, holy, holy, holy. It's why the Lord preserved it in different places that way. Which comparing spiritual things with spiritual things, you can't miss. Which is why God wants that in his presence in heaven. Doesn't God want that in his presence on earth? So, again, ugh, I'm trying to not get caught up, but I'm going to tell you something. I, I, I'm not only convinced, but I'm convicted. You know, if indeed we were to actually experience all of that, I mean, uh, the praise being in our mouth, just not for the rest of the day, if we can make those visits to the throne, I believe that. I believe that our praise it wouldn't be just for the rest of the day. I believe we would, we would be, it, it, it'd be for the rest of our lives. <laughs> we'd be so impacted having visited the throne, and yet we get to visit the throne every day with the Spirit of God living inside of us and wanting to make this His throne as we can ascend there spiritually and biblically and see who's seated on that and know that we don't belong there. So why not talk about the one who does? It's because, you know, what worship actually is. The psalmist talked about this in Psalm chapter 24. Do I have that on the screen right there? I do. Here's what worship is, y'all. Now, now, please get it. The psalmist talks about this. He says this. What worship really is, y'all, is us spiritually. Look at the verse. Ascending into that holy hill of the Lord. To his throne and seeing the Lord spiritually, y'all, again, high and lifted up in all of his glory, joining the praise of heaven on a daily basis so that we, as we go through our day, it's happened to us. The same thing has happened to us. Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, it's that visit to the throne that we were talking about last night, every day of our lives. Visit that cross every day of your life and know that you belonged there, but Jesus took your place. And then leave that cross and go to the throne and see the one that's on there and know that you don't belong there because of the one who was on that cross every day of our lives. Therefore, we leave crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, what? We live. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, the Word of God, the faith. Faith come by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And how does this apply to my speech? So that when the word of God exposes my speech, when the word of God tells me this should not be in my mouth, I live by the faith of that. Because I don't have no business speaking the way I want to. This ain't my mouth anyway. This ain't my tongue anyway. This ain't my life. I've been bought with a price. Therefore, I'm the glorified God in my body and in my, oh, oh, in my spirit, which are, his. Are y'all with me right there? And you know how often you walk come look, you, you know why you're little S spirit? You, you know how, what, how it, it, it's known oftentimes that you got a bad one? By what comes out of our what? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, the mouth speaks. Aren't you glad I come down to Jacksonville? Yeah, well, you're glad. I, uh, hey, send this to Joel Osteen. He's going to want to use it for his next message. <laughs> so, 
His praise shall continually be in my mouth. How about, how about Psalm 19 and verse 14? Let the words of my mouth and, notice the connection there, the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. But look at y'all, you can't disconnect those two things because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. So he's saying, listen, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight because if my heart is not acceptable, what's coming out is not going to be. How do, we, how do we discern that? For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and the marrow. And is, what is? It is, what is? The word of God, it's almost like it's alive. It is a discerner of the thoughts and intents. I was talking last night in the, in the one link group. Hey, we shouldn't be all proud of ourselves, pat ourselves on the back. I thought it, but I didn't do it. Okay, so you keep on feeling that way, and one day you will. What's your intent? Oh, you can clean it up how it comes out, but what's your intent behind? The thoughts and intents of the heart. And you do like that verse 13, right? We don't just quote 12 and leave 13 out of there. How all things are naked unto him. Same context, him. Almost like the word of God is a person. All things are naked unto him. You can't dress up. You can't wear black and look thinner to him. He knows. You can't hide it. You can't cover it up. Are y'all tracking? All things are naked unto him you have to do. You're not going to be able to cover it up. And I love it. I don't know how, boy, I'm almost getting sidetracked right here. But I'm going to follow it and assume it's spirit-tracked. Well, let me tell you something. Lord knows my heart. Oh, yes, he does. See, we don't never say that like, Lord knows my heart. We say it in the justification of something we're doing because you're judging, you know, well, the Lord knows my heart. Yes, he does. All things are naked unto him. He knows it. But if you don't clean up that heart, and eventually it's going to make it out of your mouth or the conversation of your life one way or the other. We need to surrender that if we really are Bible believers. James, turn to James chapter 3. Y'all still with me? Say amen. amen. James chapter 3. James 3. Now, in this passage, again, I've got to be careful not to get too strong out on that, but he's been talking about the tongue in the first eight verses. He's talking about the things that actually come out of our mouths. Listen, church, can we, can we, can we just, again, can we take the seriousness of what the Bible's saying here? Even so, verse 5, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. Behold, Chase that word behold and where God uses it. It's always to capture the attention. Look. Watch. Behold how great a matter, a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire. A world of iniquity. Are y'all seeing it? So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature. It is set on fire 
fire of hell? We don't take the tongue as serious as God does. Please, again, now we're looking at James chapter 3 here. And in that passage, he's talking about the tongue there in those first eight verses. He's been talking about things that actually come out of our mouths, the things that come out of the mouths of Christians, for what it's worth, the things that we say to one another, the things that we say oftentimes about one another. James has been talking about that, the tongue and the thing that's come out of our mouth. And, and, and that's what, what he's talking about when he says, therewith, verse 9. Therewith, he's talking about the tongue or, or with our mouth therewith we bless god okay what was the whole psalm 34 thing we're going to bless the lord right well so therewith so so the tongue Uh -huh. I, I, okay, I, I, on the way here, I said, Kevin, drive, I, I, I feel like I need to chase this word around. So I started chasing around the word cursing, and I'm like, let me see how that word is elsewhere used in our, in our King James Bible, right? That'd be a great, uh, hey, in the King James Bible, well, here's the deal. Uh, that word is elsewhere used in our King James Bible as curse or cursing, nothing else. So what we do, principle of Bible study, by the way, once you've done that and you can't see where it is elsewhere being used and God preserved it in our English language for us to plainly get our definitions, then what are some words that are associated with that in the same sentence where I find that word? Are y'all right right there? So, so, so please understand this. Here's what cursing is associated with. In 2 Peter, I don't have this on the screen. I, I did it down, going down the road. 2 Peter 2 and verse 14. Look, that, that verse talks about our hearts exercised with covetous practices that eyes that cannot cease from sin you ever seen anybody who cannot shut their mouths y'all know what i'm talking about you just can't shut your mouth right cursing is what it's associated with eyes adulterous eyes beguiling manipulative is what beguiling is manipulating people Un, look, and in this regard, it says beguiling unstable souls. That's what cursing is. That's what not using our mouth to praise the Lord is associated with. In Galatians 3 is where you hear the curse of the law. So you understand the application there? The association of that is that which put Christ on the cross. Why would we want that which comes out of our mouth? No wonder he says, listen, it's not blessing me. So it reflects everything that doesn't. I really learned a lot chasing that word. In fact, in Hebrews chapter 6, it's associated with those whose end is to be burned. That don't sound too Christian-like, does it? Yet, he says there, look at verse 10, Out of the same mouth proceeded blessing and cursing, my brethren, these things ought not so to be. Right? He goes on in 11 and 12, look at your Bibles there, to even up the ante by saying not only ought not it to be, what he says is, in nature, it... Do, do, do you see that reason there? I'm the only created thing that does these things is humans. 
Well, he says, no fountain brings sweet water and, and bitter. No fig tree brings olive berries. No vine brings fig. We're here to, to where we, no, no, no. Do you understand the point? The point is that for those of us that have in our possession, will you put up Second Peter right there? The next, is it up there on the screen? Will you go to the next one for me? Second Peter 1, I think it is. I should have it. Should, should have been the next slide. Uh, but uh, is it right there? We're going. We're going to find it. You're going to find it. You're going to find it. I know. No, you're not. Maybe you don't. James 1, 22. Yeah, I got it somewhere. Well, turn to Second Peter. How about that? We'll just do it that way. I know I have it. I saw it on a, on a page. Here we go. Let me find it. <laughs> I'm proving this to myself. The boys are doing a good job out there. This is me. See? See? <laughs> Where is that? Okay, I'm on the wrong. I'm sorry. I had, I had page four of my notes instead of three. All right, so all of that said, according, look. What, no, okay, so he's saying it's unnatural. It's unnatural. For these things, for, for, for bitter to come out of sweet, to, for, for this to bear different fruit, right? You should know them by their... So, so, it's unnatural. Well, what does that have to do with it? Well, Second Peter tells us in chapter 1 that, that what happened to us when we got saved is we were given a divine nature. So how unnatural it is. What are we revealing? Listen, for those of us that have in our possession the divine nature, because the Spirit of God lives inside of you, for us to use our mouth for... in a church body if if this could be said of us that we're going to praise the lord continually out of our mouth and, and, and may god help us to hear that message continually in our mouth how different y'all would the world be if every person on this planet who truly did know jesus reflected that just with their speech just continually praising the lord with their mouth you know how different the world would be? How different would our lives be? How different would our churches be? Do, do you know how different this church, my church? Man, when I said it at my church, I was emphasizing. You know how different this church would be or could be if we gave ourselves to his praise, the pattern of our mouth being that? If all of us come to the place to where we actually did that and his praise was continually in our mouth, do you know how different our homes would be if every believing family member in that house had praise continually in their mouth? Because do you understand what the biblical implications and ramifications of that would be? I mean, if the Lord's praise was what really was continually in my mouth, and if you're trying to fill in your handout right there, I, have, I already went past the biblically right in the middle of there, be in my mouth. But, but look, I mean, if the Lord's praise was what really was continually in our mouth, as in at all times, do you realize what that would mean? I'm going to 
fly through some verses here, but what, what about, it, it would mean that as Jude and, and, and verse 16 talks about, there'd be no time for murmuring and, and, and complaining. Why? Because the Lord's praise is continually coming out of my mouth. I'm filtering. I'm wanting to complain. I'm wanting to murmur about some things I don't like, but that ain't going to praise the Lord. So let me find a reason to say something positive that will. Are y'all tracking me right there? If we would just do that. I mean, no time for, for murmuring and, 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 and complaining. I, 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 I'll turn to it, but it's Philippians chapter 2. You don't have to for time's sake, but where he talks about do all things. Uh, right? We're do it to the word. Okay. Do all things. How many things did I just say? All things without murmurings and disputing. So that you may be blameless, harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you are to shine as lights in this world. Holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Listen, there are some people who could rightly say, I'm sorry, I can't hear what you're saying because your life is speaking so loudly. Are y'all with me? Do all things without it. There'd be no James 3.10 as we, as, as we talk about. There, there, there'd be no James 3.10 uh, for cursing to come out of our mouth, not just using swear words, but speaking against our brothers or, or sisters. There'd be no Acts 17.21 uh, as it says to spend our time trying to hear gossip and trying to tell gossip. No, 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 we wouldn't have time for that. I'm trying to make time to praise the Lord with my mouth. Are y'all tracking with me right there? Listen, there'd be, notice again, Galatians chapter 5 and verse 15, called there'd be no time for biting and devouring one another. There'd be no time, 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 10, talks about where guile comes out of our mouth. Again, that word guile, uh, when, you, when you see the actual world elsewhere in our King James Bible, it's associated with hypocrisy in 1 Peter 2 and verse 1. It's, it's uh, associated in 1 Thessalonians 2 and verse 3 with uncleanness, craftiness, 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 16. Uh, that craftiness, by the way, which you were mindful, uh, probably be mindful of, of 2 Corinthians 4, that says, can keep our gospel hid. But if we would just bless the Lord, we wouldn't be guiling. Again, elsewhere, translated in our King James Bible, the same word as deceit. Subtle. Anybody know what that word subtle is associated with? Who that always goes back to? Right. There'd be no time for Ephesians 4.29, corrupt communication to come out of our mouth. I don't have this verse on the screen, but Matthew 7.18 says, a good, uh, uh, it says uh, 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 that if we bring uh, uh, good fruit, bring forth, or excuse me, bring forth good fruit, neither come corrupt by bringing forth good. So corrupt, corrupt fruit coming out. There'd, there'd be no corruptness coming out as it would be colossians 3 and verse 8 turn over there if you will colossians 3 and verse 8 y'all still with me say amen? amen colossians 3 and verse 8 there'd be no time for we're to put off this by the way speaking to a church christian so that can happen right we're to put off but there'd be no time for filthy communication to come out of our mouth by the way notice the order of that first comes anger then you get wrathful you got some malice in your heart. You get blasphemous about this thing. 
And eventually that filter communication makes its way out of your mouth. But there'd be no time for it if we were blessing the Lord. There'd be no time for verse 9, lying to one another, because that don't bless the Lord. Are, are we tracking right there, y'all? Are we together on that? There, there'd be none of that. Then there'd be no time again for those disputings, those argumentations and the things so many people quarrel over. Again, we could go on and on. I think you know that, but for time's sake, and literally I'm closing. But don't put everything up. How shall we respond then? If you're filling in your bullet right there, how different could our world, could our churches, could our homes, could our lives be if this were actualized in all true believers? Maybe today this could be our, uh, and, and, and I don't, you can do it. We'll, we'll have a time maybe where they, I don't know how y'all do that, but however you'd like to respond to the message. But whether you respond there, whether it's immediate response to want to bow a knee here, whether it's something you want to meditate on throughout the day, let God do something in your heart. Will you write down some verses? I'm going to have them up on the screen. It's going to be speed dial here. But maybe if this was our prayer, you know, we're, we're coming close. We're, we're just uh, less than a month away from Thanksgiving. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. This opportunity that we could live a life of, of thanks to our Lord. And certainly in, in doing that, it bring him glory and, and others find out how good that he is. I wonder how much thanks we're willing to give. And I wonder if whether we're really giving thanks equated to us laying our lives down so that it would. Would we? There's a prayer in Psalm 141 and verse 3 that I think is applicable to us and, and this particular message as we look at it here together. The psalmist, again, says, Set a watch, O Lord. Before my mouth. I, I, I'm not focusing on yours. Lord, set a watch on mine. If I focus on yours, you know what's going to happen? Out of my mouth, I'm going to be talking about you. I'm not talking about real conversations that need to happen at times. We, we've got scripture that talks about how we need to warn people, mark people. We got that, right? Again, we're not getting legalistic with this. But this psalmist, it was a personal thing. Remember, if nobody else does, I'm going to. Well, could that be the prayer of your life? Lord, set a watch over my mouth. Keep the doors of my lips. Spirit of God, if it's about, convict me, catch me. Bring up that verse in my mind before me that will rebuke about what I'm about to participate in. Let me not see myself as higher because I didn't say it. Let me be concerned that I wanted to, that I had a heart that was about to exercise a word out of it that would not have blessed you. In other words, Lord, you control what comes out of my mouth. Lord, I yield all of me to all of you because I know 
in this flesh dwelleth no good. Only good in me is the God in me. In this flesh dwelleth no good thing. It's why what comes out of this fleshly mouth sometimes does not bless you. These verses, again, may the praise come out of my mouth and be continual. Acts, uh, as Psalm 40 and verse 3 says there, may you put a new song in my mouth, a life song, can I say it that way, even praise unto our God. May it be recognized, as the psalmist said in 49 and verse 3, that my mouth, look, speaks wisdom. Where do we, where do we find wisdom, y'all? The Word of God. And the meditation of my heart shall be understanding of what that is and what that's not. Psalm 63 and verse 5 says, My mouth praise you with joyful lips. Do you see that? Psalm 66 and verse 17, not murmuring lips, by the way, not complaining lips, but with joyful lips. Psalm 66 and verse 17, My mouth cry out and extol you. Y'all know what that word extol is? Elsewhere, translated in your King James Bible. It's lifting him up. That what would come out of my mouth would lift you up. That's praise. Magnify. Make bigger was what I talked about in that other message. Make him bigger by what comes out of our mouth. Does that mean we can make him smaller to others by what comes out of our, our mouth? I want to praise you to the max, the psalmist says. Psalm 71 and verse 8. Look at it uh, right there. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise. And my mouth be filled with thy honor. How much of the day? All the day. I don't want to dishonor you just one time. Psalm 71 verse 15, just a few verses later. My mouth shall show forth thy righteousness and thy salvation all the day. Again, let's, let's use that whole cussing thing. Or, by the way, not just words of cussing, but maybe the fact that you don't never have anything encouraging to say. You're talking about the people you go to church with. You can't, I mean, you're gossiping about this person. You're going to this person, and somebody's going, good night, man. And you want me to come be a part of that? Are y'all with me right there, though? Show forth. Does our life show forth his righteousness? That we've been saved? Does it show forth? Does it show that forth by what comes out of our, say it with me, mouth? Psalm 109 and verse 30. May I, may I greatly, and Lord, give me the opportunity to do that with a multitude of people. May I greatly praise you. And, and Lord, Lord, as I do, give me open doors to praise you more so that I can bring more of your word to the table, more of your wisdom to the table, and people can get to know you by hearing me. You ever wonder, maybe that's why your witness isn't going that far? Because God's saying, does blessing and cursing supposed to come out of the same mouth oh i'm glad you're here for one touch today but what about are we, are we okay i told you i can't help it i got this pastor's heart for this place and you got to hear it that way psalm 119 and 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 verse and verse 30 did i skip one boys psalm 119 and verse 13 uh if, if it will thank you with my lips have i declared all the judgments of Ooh, ooh, do y'all catch that right there? Don't get bored with me. We're almost done. What does it say? All the judgments of what? Yeah. 
my lips declare all the judgments of thy mouth. Wow. Strong, isn't it? Psalm 119, 108. Except I beseech thee, I'm begging you. The free will offerings of my mouth. You talk about what comes out of our mouth being worship or not, that verse right there leaves no guessing. The free will offerings of my mouth. You're not making me do it. I want to do it. I want to speak right. I want my mouth to bless you. I want my mouth to bless others so they can be open to me telling them about the blesser. We okay with all that? Yeah. I hope you've learned something today. In preparing for it all new and again, it convicted me. It's one of those again and again things to revisit. Man, I don't feel too good today, bro. You, that's, uh, you didn't do that for me. Thought you'd feel better. Georgia wine. I got my boots on. They got a G right there. I was stepping out, man. I mean, if we lost, I was going to be in trouble. I'm, I'm thankful for all that, and I have fun with all that. I'm leaving here, and we are turning that truck up. I know I normally fellowship a long time after the service because I don't get to see you that much. I love y'all, uh, but we have tickets to the World Series. It's crazy, <laughs> uh, so we're, we're hitting it. But I was telling him on the way over, I said, bro, no matter what awaits us, and I know the time and the, and the risk we have of traffic, and I'm not saying this. I hope we make it on time. I hope we make it early. Uh, but there's a chance we might not. But I said, bro, I can't take from the message and hope and, we, and he wasn't asking me to. The point is, the most this is real stuff, real life. This, this is the stuff that really matters. I, I enjoy the rest of that stuff, but after a while, it's a trophy room. I got one. I don't, I don't think, I, I think the trophy room might be my mom's attic now. <laughs> That's where they wind up. But guys, what I want, I want... God to see me as a trophy here on earth that he can use for his glory. I pray you'd examine yourself. I don't think there's anything wrong at all in a discipleship relationship for somebody to look at somebody and say, hey, now listen. I got to be honest, man. What's coming out of your mouth is a little bitterness. It seems, you know, we know where that thing's going to go to, man. It's going to go to wrath. It's going to go to evil communication, corrupt communication coming out of your mouth. You know, corrupt communication reveals the fruit, Matthew 7. What's going on? What's wrong with your heart? Are y'all with me? Why would anybody desire bad of somebody else? If that somebody else really has potential to bring God glory. Could we do this? Could we, as God's people at least, could we, could we leave here today and do what David said? Could we actually set our lives just to the first two things we talk about? To bless the Lord at all times. His praise continually coming out of our mouth. Can we just do it this week? And then measure it the next week. And just day by day, week by week, examine ourselves, open up our lives, make a part of that visit to the throne and the cross to remind us that if the only way he was to be blessed was by what came out of our mouth, how much blessing would he be getting from us? I want 
one Baptist church, Deville, NC, or Jax, to be known as a place that blesses the Lord at all times, out of which you can gather and magnify the Lord together. Let's bow our heads. Father, thank you for the time that you gave us. I do pray we would use this as a time of reflection, a time of examination. Lord, I am thankful for the people of one. I'm thankful for, Lord, even what I witnessed again last night with my very eyes, the, the hunger that many here have for the word. And, and Lord, I always understand there's some that are amongst the midst that may not have that same hunger. I pray that others would be, and it would be contagious. But, Lord, in a place that does lift your word up, I pray it doesn't stop there. I hope we don't think that we can lift the word up in our teachings and our small groups and uh, champion even the series we do or the instruction we give about what is your word and think that living out that word doesn't hold more weight. For we're thankful for what we have. We're thankful we do know what your word is so that we can obey it. Add virtue to our faith and by such others come to know you examine us may this be a sweet week of coming closer to you by really probably finding more out about ourselves of how quick we can be for that which comes out of our mouth accomplish something that may satisfy our flesh but not bless you. And we'll never bless you with our lives lest we praise you with our mouth. In Jesus' name, we'd say together.